Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. There's only one way to start the weekend. The weekend. Saturdays with Jenny, 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Well, one of the things that I love doing is matching a book, in my mind, of course, um, to a person who can review the book. And I got a book that came across my desk, and I really, really wanted to read it because I'm deep into conservation and wildlife and the planet and all of those things. They're really, really important to me. But I can't read everything. And Janissa Jechels, who many of you know, work here, works here at Kaya FM, is also mad about, about wildlife and about conservation and whatever. So she was the recipient of a book called The Last Giants, The Rise and Fall of the African Elephant. And it is... I think it sounds like a heart-rending book. So, Janisha, um, thanks very much indeed, first of all, for taking such a, um, I was going to say such a long time to read it, but actually it was a very thoughtful time you spent reading this book. And I wonder whether anything in it actually surprised you about the plight of the elephants. Hi, Jenny. Um, I actually took the book in my stride when I um, eventually realized I had a bit of more time um, I finished it and then I went back to some um, to book to just go over that again before I spoke to you. Um, and I guess what stood out for me is how, even as a journalist and someone who has been focused on the reporting stuff, illicit wildlife trafficking and illicit wildlife trade, so very um, poaching side of things, you know, and this organised syndicate. That Okay, Uh, Tunisia, Tunisia, we're going to get you on another line. We're going to phone you back. And and while we're doing that, because the line was breaking up, apologies for that, but we will get her back again. But uh, just going on to the last trance, I had an experience with elephants in the Democratic People's Republic of the Congo. And I was there to see the mountain gorillas. And you go through this thick, thick, thick rainforest and... Um, and there's sort of leaves on the ground and you can't hear your footsteps and it's a silent, uh, hot, it's, it's hot, it's steamy, you perspire the whole time. And, um, and it, it really is, you know, it's, it, it's a unique environment to actually be in. And as we were walking along, the guy just said, stop, just absolutely stop. And we stopped and we looked down and there was this huge pit and the pit is where the, um, the elephants actually fall, but these are, are forest elephants. They're smaller than than the big ones that we have actually got. Let's go back to Janisha. Janisha, thanks uh, thanks for coming back. Hi, Jenny. Uh, my line is about to improve. Okay. All right. Let's let's go on talking about this book. Okay. So what stood out for me is that outside of this um, organized crime and its um multi-billion-dollar value um, and the efforts um, um, that are underway globally, you know, to save elephants, um, um, particularly in Africa, because the largest populations are with us. Um, I had not paid too much attention to um, the uniqueness and just the marvelous nature of why these animals are so, so, so special and the relationship that they have had with humans for centuries. Um, and the things about them that make them so similar to humans. And in some cases, the evidence is anecdotal and researchers have observed certain things um, and the research is inconclusive. 
But when you think about examples, in the book there's examples of how the um, how elephants mourn for long periods at a time and how they visit, you know, the um, their family members and what closeness families they are and how many years they spend together. There's an example of um, two elephants who were with one circus and separated and one was still very young and one was about 25 years old. And 25 years later, they were reunited and they spent um, hours together, almost as if they were catching up, almost as if they recognized each other after such a long time. Um, and I guess it just speaks to, you know, we always knew um, your memory is as good as an elephant, but those are some of the very special examples of just how um, how empathetic elephants are. I was watching um, a video last night of um, from Wild Earth. I, do you know Wild Earth? Yes, I do. As it was a, the birth of an elephant, and there was this tiny little thing, and all you could see is the legs. As soon as this baby came out of the mother's womb, basically the rest of the herd, all all of them women, uh, female, uh, they just surrounded this tiny, tiny little thing. It still had the call all over it, and they were trying to get it on its feet. And I mean, it was gasping. You could hear it gasping for air, and it could his legs couldn't support it. Um, and there, you could see a trunk coming underneath, trying to lift him up, and then. He he would fall down again. It was the most moving. It was just absolutely wonderful to watch this. It was it was enriching, really. I think some of the most iconic wildlife um, videos um, that have made its way onto the internet and onto television have been these remarkable scenes where elephants are just going out of their way to either save each other, to mourn each other, to celebrate each other, um, and to protect each other. Tell us a little bit about the numbers. Uh, uh, 30 years ago, there were a million elephants. The numbers are steadily dropping. Um, I would actually have to open latest figures because I know that even the, the numbers in the in the book itself right now um, would have needed to be adjusted. Um, what we do know from our current context is that COVID-19 has, um, has assisted to an extent um, in the poaching figures and populations in Southern Africa are um, even as part of the book where he goes through the population dynamics and studies of, of elephants and their declining populations. Um, they do recover in Southern Africa um, at a very healthy and steady pace. Um, one of the concerns, however, is that they are increasingly more elephant um, lineages almost where the tusks are much, much, much smaller. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was this iconic elephant in Kenya who had um, the longest tusks, um, you know, on record. Yes. And he was eventually um, poached, Arlo. And um, so there are, it's almost as if these um, family lineages with the very long tusks that almost touch the floor. Um, there was even, there's a part where he described how we would have to walk backwards um, on hills because if you walked up, you know, it would be very difficult because these tusks were literally touching and digging into the ground. Um, and so the, they seeing now that the new families, even though the populations are growing, um, have much, much smaller tusks, um, almost, um, you know, like the forest elephant. 
Well, I think the the forest elephants, we do know that elephants, and there's endless rumours about elephants in the Nyes and the forests, um, they are very silent. And, the you know, the trees absorb sound and things like that. Their ears tend to get smaller and, and they tend to get smaller as well because they go through dense forests and things like that. It is remarkable. And I do know that this whole COVID thing um, has had um, a, a terrible effects. And the, the effects come because... Private game reserves and public game reserves, of course, like the Kruger Park, their funding is dried up because the money can't come through to them and therefore the poachers have moved in. So just explaining that to, to Afropolitans because um, when – I think I did an interview with um, Duncan McFadden um, some time ago about about the state of wildlife, thinking the wildlife would love it because there'd be fewer vehicles, fewer this, fewer that. And he said, no, the reverse. It's, it's a terrible thing that has actually happened to wildlife in general – um, in in most of most of Africa, absolutely. And one would um, imagine that the um, extra reinforcements around the border fences, um, and we, I mean, we even erected a, a new, very controversial border fence um, amid the COVID nineteen lockdown. One would imagine that the increased presence of soldiers and you know um, security forces would also secure the borders from any any cross um, cross border activities related to poaching and related to some of these um, poachers getting across the fence to come into the parks, which has um, always been a problem, particularly on the Mozambique side of the fence at Kruger. Um, and so, some of those um, some of the issues um, are are sort of exacerbated um, by the COVID nineteen lockdown and I think in some cases they have improved um, also there are a lot of game reserves um, around the Kruger part and around other parts of the country and so in some cases I think it has improved um, and I think in other cases because the ranges are now um, under resourced um, that would definitely be a problem what would, what would an Afropolitan get out of this book do you think? I think that if you never understood the hype about the elephants um, and their declining populations and um, the threats of extinction. And you may be also never given any thought to why um, people think they are so special, um, you know, amongst the other wildlife. Um, this book would really put that into perspective for you. Um, and it would really just take you through a journey of um, a really majestic and precious animal and one that is really worth, worth, worth saving. Tunisia, thank you very, very much indeed. I hope you have a good weekend. And that was uh, Tunisia Jekylls. And uh, the book that we're talking about is really, really special. And it's called The Last Giants. It's by Levison Wood and is published by Hodder and Stoughton. And it is freely available. And I just want to mention one other book. I love looking at lists. I love looking at bestsellers. So we went to Bridge Books again because I love uh, Bridge Books. And the the guy who owns Bridge Books is bringing out a a book that... uh, 
um, sounds quite interesting. So we'll chat to him over the next couple of weeks. But uh, this is a book that we have mentioned to you before, but it is simply called You Can't Touch My Hair. And I thought in view of the the drama with clicks, etc., we would just mention this again. But it's by somebody called uh, Phoebe Robinson. You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain. And apparently it is a really really great read and it does touch it it's very touching on all sorts of levels but also it's quite amusing at the same time so that is you can't touch my hair and other things i still have to explain by phoebe robinson there's only one way to start the weekend saturdays with jenny 9 to 11 a.m on kaya fm 95.9 rewinding rewinding kaya fm on fm rewind